Welcome back, everybody, to another Vince August podcast. And I was worried that this week wasn't going to give me much news. And, man, in the last 24 hours, stories were blowing up all over the place. Bill Clinton, once again, having meetings in private with women that he shouldn't be having. Come on, Bill, you've been down this road before. you got to know these private meetings with women are killing you. Oh, man. Bad boy, Bill. Um, Other stuff going on. I didn't get to Brexit last week. I want to talk about that. Um, And, of course, there are more ISIS attacks uh, in Turkey. And wanted to hit on that with regards to you know, just comparing it to what's happening here and everything going on with um, gun control, whether it's ISIS, whether it's not ISIS, and just, you know, everything with Ramadan, and and I want to get into all of that. Um, And there's, of course, the other gun control issue where uh, a mom in Texas went absolutely haywire and killed her two daughters I mean, I don't know. I, I That's such a depraved crime. I mean, she's dead. Um, but, you know, there's a whole mental illness thing here that we have to get into as well. And I, I have some insight as to that. But anyway, let, let's bust into this. First of all, Brexit. It, I couldn't pick a better weekend to talk about Brexit. And for those of you that don't know what Brexit is, no, it is not the English soccer team being eliminated by Iceland in the Euro championships, uh, which was a shock for uh, European soccer fans or worldwide soccer fans. I happen to be a huge soccer fan. I am loving this Euro tournament, and I know I'm alienating all of my listeners in America because I'm talking about soccer and I'm talking about a world event as opposed to a national event. Uh, But there is a soccer tournament going on, much like the one that happened in the Americas. That was taking place in the United States. This is taking place in France, and it's the European Championships. It's been a sensational tournament of amazing upsets. Today, um, July 1st, Wales knocked off Belgium. Huge upset. They're playing Portugal in the semifinals. Uh, Iceland knocked off England. This tiny little country, Iceland, I think population in the 300,000s, just dethroned England I can't call England a world power in soccer because really they haven't won anything important in quite some time. Uh, But that's a huge upset too. So tomorrow I will be, of course, glued to my TV as my Italians, Forza Azzurri, will be taken on Germany. And then, of course, on Sunday, France takes on Iceland. But it's a fun tournament for those of you that uh, are into soccer. But when I talk about Brexit, I am not talking about that exit um, by England. I'm talking about... The English populist vote, which uh, took place last week, where the citizens of England came out and voted to leave the European Union. And I saw a lot of people take to social media and immediately start trashing um, this decision by the English. And I have two reactions to that. One it appears that whenever an election takes place, 
and people don't like the outcome of the election, they immediately start trashing the decision rather than respecting it. I, I, for the life of me, don't understand this because if it happens the other way, people would lose their minds. If, you know, if people took to the streets when Barack Obama became president and just started screaming how stupid the American public is, everyone would be screaming, sore loser, sore loser. So we saw this vote and immediately I see people taking to social media. And the first thing that I saw that was probably as moronic as anything I saw was people actually tried to compare or draw a correlation between that vote and what's happening here in the United States with Donald Trump. And they couldn't be any more different in terms of having nothing to do with one another and having no consistency with what one vote has to do with and what one primary has to do with. First of all, the, the primaries to elect Donald Trump as the representative of the Republican Party is people coming out and picking a candidate. The vote in England and throughout the United Kingdom was not a referendum on political leaders. This was not we're tired of the establishment we are putting new people in. That's not what it was. Basically, what this vote was, and I know a lot of people that I've tried to speak to about it, really have no idea what, what was going on. And I, I'm, I have to tell you, man, people really need to start watching the news. It's amazing how no one really cared to know what it was about or took any interest in it at all, even though stock markets were collapsing, <laughs> financial industries are feeling the heat. And, you know, most people are just like, oh, yeah, no, I saw a thing. I didn't know what it was. But basically what happened is uh, people in the U.K. voted to leave uh, the European Union. And if you read the articles and why people voted and how they voted, um, what we saw was the higher educated people, meaning the people that graduated college in England and were, um, I guess the way they termed it and the best way to you know, make, it say, make it make sense here is the jet setters, so to speak, in the UK voted for this exit overwhelmingly, like 75%. The people that voted against it were your youth, uh, people between the ages 20, 29. Um, and the breakdown was basically um, employed people voted to leave unemployed people or people that were just, you know, getting out of college, getting into the job market, were voting to stay. Um, and that, that's the statistics, people. Just look it up. Um, I'm not, you know, trying to sway or, or, you know, try to take a side here because, you know, I, I'm just reading what happened. And what seemed to be going on is um, – People don't want people in the United Kingdom that voted for this don't want um, European countries making decisions for them. They don't want to follow in line with decisions being made in Belgium and Austria and Germany, where a lot of people in the UK feel that that part of Europe is falling apart. 
Um, so I think, you know, what's going on is, you know, people are just trying to say, listen, this isn't about being, you know, we don't want to isolate ourselves from Europe, but we're tired of having people in countries make decisions that affect us without us having consistent views and opinions. And for everyone saying, well, you know, that that's, that's wrong. You know, we need to be one world. We need to work together. Well, we have problems in this country state to state doing that. I mean, we have states that can't, you know, decide on similar laws, similar ways to approach things. And therefore, you have different states having different opinions. And I talk about it with regards to gun control all the time. People that grow up out in the West that tend to be more in line with hunting and, you know, kind of a pioneer type of lifestyle that's been handed down years after years after years, generations after generations, do not have the same mentality as people in New York City. Um, You know, there are different states that deal with different things. And for imagine if New York people, citizens of New York City, had, you know, a voting power and a decision-making power that would affect people in Kansas or, you know, Arizona. And this is one country. So what the people in the UK are saying is, listen, we we don't want Europe to basically make decisions um, for us that impact us and the way we deal with a lot of what's going on in Europe. Um, So I, I didn't find it to be that outrageous. I really didn't. Um, it was a close vote. It wasn't an over, overwhelming vote. And then this is the other thing that you get in reading the statistics is that people start saying, well, you know, a lot of people didn't go out to vote. And had everyone showed up, well, the vote would have turned out different. Well, listen, if the complacency of voters cost them, you know, a decision, well, then they have no one to blame but themselves. Because the people that did want a certain criteria carried out, they did what they had to. They showed up and voted. And the change was made. Um, You know, and historically, you know, being this weekend what it is here in the United States, this is the second Brexit. Because we're celebrating the 4th of July. That was basically Brexit 1776. (laughs) You know, the United States independence is nothing more than Brexit 1776. So, you know, this type of thing happens and you can't expect, you know, I I was surprised at the outrage. That's really what shocked me with this whole thing was how, you know, people were just outraged. And again, comparing it to, you know, this Trump movement, people are saying, you know, this is people getting caught up in the Trump movement. And, and no, 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 no. People in, in England are not caught up in the Donald Trump movement. Believe me, they're not. Uh, this is not people in England seeing what's happening with Trump saying, oh, we need to do something similar. We're going to leave the European Union. It's, it's, that's such an oversimplification and a parallel that is so inconsistent with what the vote was about that I, I'm – I'm really surprised that people were that uneducated to make to put up posts that were that ridiculous. Um, I, I just was very shocked by that. Uh, but anyway, I, I have no problem with the Brexit. You know what? People of the United Kingdom um, could do what they want, and and good for them for voting that way. Now I know certain countries 
that are part of the United Kingdom, Scotland, Wales, are saying, hey, you know what, maybe we need to break away from the United Kingdom because, you know, the, the overwhelming voters from our countries actually voted to stay in the union. We got outvoted by people from England. And, well, at the same time, you're, you're the United Kingdom. You know, so if England outvoted you, but you're part of the United Kingdom, oh, well. You know, that's like in this country, when we have a presidential election, most of the states vote the same every four years. Really what the nomination and what really what the nominated people are trying to do is win like seven key states. You know, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Florida, California, Texas. I mean, it's always those same states that are in play that are the ones that decide who wins and loses. I mean, going into the election, they already know that the Democrat has a lead of about 230 electoral votes to like 130 for the Republican. So it comes down to those certain like seven key states. So, you know, that's what happens here in the United States. And that's what happened in the United Kingdom. Well, you're the United Kingdom. Oh, well, that's kind of the way it goes. But I guess, you know, Scotland and Wales could do whatever the hell they want to do. And if they want to vote themselves out, they can vote themselves out. Uh, but I, I really didn't have a problem with it. It's an election. People went to the polls, and it turned out the way it did. Um, Getting into what happened in Turkey, um, really, really sad. Uh, At an airport, uh, a massive terror attack um, constructed by ISIS. And this is ISIS. I mean, call it what it is. This is ISIS. Uh, This is an ISIS terror attack that took place during Ramadan, much like what we've seen in Orlando, much like what we're seeing today, what I understand happened in Bangladesh. Um, It's just, you know, right now, if you carry out a terror attack during Ramadan, your your bounty in the afterlife is supposed to be doubled than what it would normally be. And that's what these people are doing. Uh, Interestingly enough, I wanted to look into certain statistics with regards to comparing the Turkey incident to the Orlando incident with regards to the way here in this country, it immediately became a gun control issue. And I wanted to look at certain things in Turkey and and talk about how terror doesn't necessarily follow rules and regulations. Uh, The regulation, and and I'm taking this off of a website, gunpolicy.org. This is what affects Turkey. Uh, Firearm regulation guiding policy. The regulation of guns in Turkey is categorized as restrictive. In Turkey, the right to private gun ownership is not guaranteed by law. In Turkey, civilians are not allowed to possess automatic firearms and semi-automatic firearms. In Turkey, private possession of fully automatic weapons is prohibited. In Turkey, private possession of semi-automatic assault weapons is prohibited. In Turkey, private possession of handguns, pistols, and revolvers is permitted under license. In Turkey, civilian possession of rifles and shotguns is regulated by law. So it, it already seems that they have somewhat of an assault weapons control or ban. Um In Turkey, annual firearm homicides total 
In 2013, 770 people. In 2012, 522. In 2011, 473. Uh, so the number has gone up. Um, after that, from like 2010 all the way down to 2003, it's pretty much consistently between 500 and like maybe 540. So it's in those numbers. Not a lot compared to, you know, we're, we're 17,000. Uh, but this is total gun homicides. Um, this is total gun deaths. So, you know, some of these could be justified or, or whatever the case might be. And again, you know, our population is much larger than that of Turkey. So, so statistically speaking, um, it could be quite different. Here's something I found interesting, though, and I got this off of Snopes.com. I looked this up uh, with regards to gun industry and gun history. In 1911, Turkey established gun control. And from everything I looked up, it's one of the first countries to establish gun control. And from 1915 to 1917, 1.5 million Armenians, unable to defend themselves, were rounded up and exterminated um, as part of what they believed was a gun control issue. Had they had guns, you know, they could have potentially defended themselves. Um, who knows? But uh, interesting that, you know, Turkey is one of the first countries to have gun control. So my point is this. Gun control does not equal no terrorism. Gun control does not prevent terrorist acts. Um, again, my, my last podcast spoke to gun control. So if you want to know my position on gun control, again, I believe there should be more restrictive gun control in this country. R listen to my last podcast before you start saying I'm, I'm some type of gun nut Yahoo, um, who's, you know, all for gun ownership and assault weapons and this, and that. that's not the case. Again, what my point is, is when we start talking about things like gun control with regards to a terrorist act, I think we're running really far outside the lines. And those two things aren't compatible with one another. One of those things does not go hand in hand with the other. Um, terrorism is terrorism and terrorism is going to be carried out regardless of gun restriction, gun laws or anything else. Um, so that, that's going to happen no matter what. So in terms of gun restriction, gun rights and all of that stuff, um, you can make that argument and I'm fine with the argument. Just don't tie it to what's going on now in the world with ISIS and terrorism that we're somehow going to curtail or stop or prevent terrorism and terrorist acts if we have more gun control it's simply not the case um, and we're seeing that played out right in front of us in turkey so there's a prime example of gun control not working specifically with regards to isis specifically with regards to isis so that takes care of um that topic and i don't want to spend too much time on it because it, it Listen, these are tragedies, and this is part of what's happening in our world. This is the world we live in. This is the climate we live in right now. Getting on to um, that mom in, in Texas who shot her daughters, I mean, this is one of those, again, this is one of those people that puts up the, these posts on their page about guns and gun ownership and gun rights, 
and then goes crazy and then, you know, shoots up the house. And she did it with, from what I understand, a revolver, which again, you know, the, the problem in this country and there's a, there's a major problem in this country is mental illness. And I don't know how you really detect it through applications for gun ownership or anything else unless you've had a sign of you know the mental infirmity manifesting itself into an event but this is where as citizens you know we kind of are our brother's keepers and you know if you know someone has a problem like that man we really have to you know we almost have to start peering into each other's lives and and I don't mean looking through windows I mean social media we really have to start looking at social media posts and some of the posts on social media as an indication of a person's mentality and if you see people posting you know stuff that's violent something stuff that's you know really provocative in nature in terms of violence in terms of you know prying guns at you know my dead hand and things like that you know, there comes a point in time, I think we, we owe it to one another to start looking in and saying, you know, at what point do I start reporting people and say, you know, this is this could be a loose cannon here. You know, no pun intended. But, you know, at what point do we start taking that responsibility? Because this woman was posting this stuff apparently all over her social media and then sure enough snapped. Um, you know, I mean. Listen, there's a lot of crazy people on social media and, and people post things all the time that make me shake my head. And, you know, I, I'm on Facebook to promote this podcast, to promote my my entertainment career. A part of me really, really dislikes it. Uh, I'm, You know, part of me is not a fan of Facebook or social media. I mean, I like Twitter because it's short, sweet. I get a lot of my news from Twitter feeds. Instagram is fun. It's pictures. Um, even Snapchat is fun. It's goofy, but you know, Facebook is man, especially with politics and, you know, people are, it's almost like the the less I know about you, the better it is. But because people are putting so much stuff out there and because you have these events going on and you see these people posting pictures, like even the guy in Orlando, we almost really have, it's, it's, you see something, you say something it's getting to that point. And this mom was was no different, man. She she really showed signs of crazy all over the place. Um, so, you know, I don't know. At what point do we start taking these Facebook posts and calling our local police and saying, listen, we, we got a potential crazy here. I don't know. Could it have saved these two girls? I mean, it's, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, last thing in the news I want to hit on, and, and this one, Blew me away. Really did. Um, you know, I made a joke about when I started this podcast, how Bill Clinton is having secret meetings with women and that never turns well. I mean, this one was beyond anything I could possibly think in terms of just being so dumb. I mean, you have to know if you're Loretta Lynch and Bill Clinton that this is going to get out. I mean, are you kidding me? A meeting on a jet on a Phoenix tarmac? Are you are, really? 
You don't think anyone's going to see this? You don't think it's going to get out? I mean, I'm, for the life of me, trying to figure out what the two of these people are thinking. I mean, first of all, let's think about this. Bill Clinton nominates Loretta Lynch in 1999 to serve as a U.S. attorney for the Eastern District of New York. So there's the establishment of the relationship between these two parties as it is. As it is. Clinton nominates her for a huge position. United States Attorney for Eastern District of New York, 1999. Relationship established between the two of them, 1999. Okay. Barack Obama nominates Loretta Lynch to succeed Eric Holder for Attorney General, United States. Barack Obama comes out and endorses Hillary Clinton, who is currently being investigated by the attorney general and the FBI for this email scandal, not to mention this, this whole thing with this charity that they have. So for Barack Obama to give his support for Hillary Clinton, I I felt that that was very, very ill-advised. You're the current sitting president to take sides. Listen, we know who you're going to support. We know it. He's practically campaigning for her at this point. I mean, he attacks Donald Trump every opportunity he gets. He's practically campaigning against Donald Trump. I mean, listen, we know who you're going to support. You didn't have to be that obvious about it. But once you throw in your your hat in the ring and say, I'm, I'm endorsing her, I'm supporting her, attack Donald Trump, and the FBI is investigating the person you're supporting— and the attorney general that you nominated as part of that investigation, we already have a potential problem. Problem spirals out of control when the former president who nominated her for her first position in 1999 now has a secret meeting with said attorney general. And I don't care what she says. She can say all she wants. We didn't talk about anything. Having, we talked about grandkids. We talked about baseball. We talked about food. We talked about everything. We didn't talk about emails once. Listen, if that's the case, then why did you meet privately? If you were sitting there talking about grandkids, if you were catching up on old times, I mean, are you serious? Have somebody sit in the room with you. Have somebody sit in a room with you. What's the problem? If you have nothing to hide, then don't hide. And then the White House, you know, I mean, come on, man. You have to know this looks bad. Here is the response from the White House. White House said today it wouldn't second guess the private meeting and defended Lynch. The president's view is that this is an investigation that should be conducted free of any sort of political interference. And the attorney general has indicated that that's uh, exactly her expectation as well. Yet it raises questions why Lynch would put herself in this position. I mean, are you kidding me? An investigation of a potential presidential nominee should be free of any political interference? Are you serious? Is that really the statement that the White House makes? This investigation of Hillary Clinton... 
who was Secretary of State at the time all of this email stuff was going on, who's now running for president. You know what? This investigation has nothing to do with politics. It has everything to do with politics. The whole thing has to do with politics. She's running for president. It's political. And this comes from the White House in which you have a president right now who's basically campaigning for her. I mean, this is insulting. This is really insulting. And the other thing you guys need to know right now, again, and I've said it a thousand times, I am not pro-Clinton. I am not pro-Trump. I don't like either one of these candidates. I don't like either one of them. I don't think either one of them are right for the job. But this really seems to fall in line with all of the Clinton people with the Clintons think they're above the law. They think they can do whatever they want. I mean, they can have secret meetings with the people investigating the person's wife. Listen, as a lawyer, okay, as a judge, I was told time and time again, you have to avoid the appearance of impropriety, the mere appearance of it. A secret meeting, a private, well, not secret because everyone knows, a private meeting between you as the attorney general and a former president that appointed you, or I'm sorry, nominated you for your first big position. And you're going to try to convince me that none of your conversation went to the investigation? I mean, even if it didn't, it it's, looks terrible. It smells. And then Loretta Lynch turns around and says, listen, I know my FBI is investigating against the Clintons. I know there's a going investigation. I know they're trying to build a case against them. And you know what? If you feel uncomfortable with me prosecuting this case, I get it. I'll step down. No, it's not about that. It's not about that. At that point, forget about, I'm not going to prosecute this case. I'll step down from that prosecution, get someone else to do it. No, you have to come out and say, you know what? That was a really stupid thing for me to do. And I would understand completely if the public at large now questions my ability to make rational decisions. I mean, just recently with the shooting in Orlando, rather than talk about ISIS and investigating this thing as a terrorist attack, she starts talking about how we need to love one another. I mean, you are the attorney general. You are there to prosecute. You're not there for policy You're not there to make these speeches about, you know, how we should all hold hands and sing Kumbaya together. You are there to prosecute claims against terrorists, claims against, you know, criminals acting out against the government. Are you kidding me? Prosecuting police in these shooting cases and everything. You you have to have more common sense than that. Otherwise, you shouldn't be in that job. And she is way too smart, way too smart to say, ah, lapse of judgment. I'm sorry. If you look at Loretta Lynch's background, this, this, she's a very highly educated woman. She's done tremendous work in her career. She is too smart to try to convince me I had a brain fart. No way. I'm sorry. Not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You're not going to sell me that bag of crap. You know, and then for the for the Democrats to try to defend this, again, 
This is that party line stuff. And listen, I call out the Republicans when this happens. But right now, I got to call out the Democrats on this one. I'm sorry. Someone's got to stand up and say this. Yeah, come on, Loretta. That was dumb. And Hillary Clinton, you know, she doesn't do press conferences. I don't know if you guys realize this. Here's what we have right now. We have two candidates. One guy who's always in front of the microphone, being asked questions constantly and giving us vague answers that I don't know what the hell his answers are. But then we have the other candidate. She does no press conferences. Hillary Clinton hasn't done a press conference calendar year 2016. She does not let reporters ask her questions. She does rallies. She does speeches. She does no press conference. You know why? She doesn't want to answer questions. Because the the truth be told, as we've seen her testify, she knows she's going to get caught in a lie. I mean, she should have come out right away and said, there's Bill secretly meeting with women again he shouldn't be meeting with. Jesus, you're better off making a joke about it than you are saying nothing. Really, really disappointed and shocked by this. I mean, this is crazy stuff. Um, You know, again, the the stuff going on in this country right now with the, the politics and everything, it's so partisan. It's so Democrat, Republican that... You, you turn on one news station, Fox is all over this story, and then CNN, they've got a reporter standing in Turkey not talking about anything going on here in the country having to do with this meeting. I mean, our news media, too, is so terrible in the way they're covering this stuff. You know, they're basically, let's use every terror attack we can to divert the news from this. And then Fox... We're not going to cover what's happening in Turkey because we got Clinton on the ropes. Sad, man. Really sad. And it's 4th of July weekend. Celebrating our independence. Celebrating our Brexit, 1776. Um, Shorter than usual podcast, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. Keep spreading the word. Um, Did not get a TV show that I was up for. Um, which is going to come out. I don't want to really do anything because I'm sure there's going to be some big promotion for the show. Um, But I was up for a TV show, didn't get it, wasn't the right fit for it. No hard feelings. Glad I met the people producing this thing. Great people. Um, Hopefully you'll see me coming up in something else, though, real soon. Still working hard at it. I got comedy dates. I'm at Caroline's on Broadway on Sunday. I'm at Broadway Comedy Club on Wednesday. Everybody enjoy your 4th of July. Thank you. 